I had to check and make sure I wasn't muted because <laughs> I was muted. So good morning, everybody. This is Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And on this particular call, we talk about mindset. We talk about leadership. We talk about life. We talk about books. We talk about affirmations. We talk about success. We talk about failure. We talk about life in general. Anything that goes hand-in-hand in, hand in what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your job, whether it's your business, whether it's your relationships, we talk about it, man. And we do it on this mindset conference call. Now, I know some of y'all might have stumbled across this on the podcast because it says podcast, you know, on 16 different platforms. Well, we loaded it on a podcast platform, so obviously you can hear that we're a conference call. So we don't have the, the high-tech equipment, the booming mics and things of that sort. But we do have the truth. <laughs> we do have life. Uh, we do have the real life experience of 30-some years, 25 years of talking to people, meeting people, understanding people. And so we really have the, we really have the truth, the down-home uh, facts, you know, the in-your-face type facts. You know, we talk to you on this call like, like we sit in your living room, like we sit in your car. Just like we're talking to the homie, you know what I'm saying? We're talking to you face-to-face giving it to you straight up, and that's what we do on this call. This is not a politically correct call. It's not, uh, you know, might, you might not hear me. Well, you probably won't hear me speak the King's English all the time. You know, here it's so clear and so precise. But what you're going to hear are, you know, truths, things that will help you in life, help you succeed, especially in business. You're going to hear it. And uh, a lot of times... You know, we don't want to hear the truth, so we debate with it in the beginning. I always tell you, just put it on the shelf. Don't throw it away. Put it on the shelf and come back to it later on. And then, you know, once you read some of the books suggested, some of the things that we talk about, then you can evaluate it because, you know, for the first time hearing some things, you know, it can be shocking, especially if you lived in this world that we've been in for, you know, if you obviously you lived here, you were born here in this particular world, and the things that we were taught, so the stuff that you hear here, it's going to be a little bit different. And, um, you know, some of the things will be the same, but most of it is going to be different, you know, and it's sometimes that's shocking. And, you know, you're hearing it from, you know, a person on a conference call. You're not hearing it from a scholar uh, with a Ph.D. that's teaching at Harvard. You're not hearing it from that person that's teaching at you know, uh, one of your favorite colleges. And sometimes we get caught up in that and we just – we think that, well, if the information is not coming from there, then, uh, well, <laughs> let's look at the numbers on that. Then the, the people who attended those institutions, and I'm not saying do not go to college. I'm not saying that. But let's look, let's look across the board at the numbers. I was looking at some numbers the other day, and, you know, it was like I think 1.5% of people are financially secure, 99% of people, 985 are not. And a lot of those individuals got information from the scholars, from the Ph.D. So obviously something's wrong. Either either they gave the wrong information or nobody's applying the information, one of the two. And if you're not applying the information that supposedly was correct, then that means that that person did not teach you how to apply it if that was the case. I don't believe that was the case. <laughs> I don't believe that was the case. So. But let me leave that alone. But let's get back to what we do here. Uh, we do have a replay number, and that's 712-432-1085. 712-432-1085, same PIN code, which is 783357-POUND. So you can listen to the replay right after the call. Um, and it's up till Friday. The day is Wednesday, so it'll be up to Friday. And then the call goes up. Now, on the podcast, we load these on this podcast platform through Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, 16 different platforms. And if you just put in Tony Fleming, that's T-O-N-Y-F-L-E-M-I-N-G, and put in Mindset, these all, they will all come up. You know, I had somebody contact me the other day just out the blue, uh, and I guess they heard me give my number out on here, and this is somebody who's not even a part of what we do, and I guess they stumble across the podcast platform. Uh, I mean, the, the recordings of the podcast, which was interesting to me. And we had a, a interesting conversation. I tell you, it was something that, you know, they said that it's kind of like what I talk about all the time. 
you know, the realness of what we do here and the realness of what we say because they have been, you know, searching podcasts and going back and forth and hearing, you know, the the politically correct stuff. So, yeah, it was interesting that I got that that uh, call. But, you know, we got it out there, so all you got to do is go and, you know, download the app. Now, if you can't do that, just, just send me a text at 678-644-4541. That's my actual cell phone. <laughs> you say, really? Yeah. Send me that text, and I'll send you the um, the the link so you can have it on your phone, and you're good to go. And you, it'll be there forever, and you go back and listen to it. Now, if you want to join the group, you know, the the uh, the information that, I, that I'm starting to give out, I think I sent out one for the first time, but I'm going to send out a lot of information uh, through the organization. So if you want to join that and you just want to join the text group, then just text 678-679-5707, 678-679-5707, and put in JOIN, J-O-I-N. Look, tell some of your younger folks, some of the people you know, because I'm going to be sending out a lot of mindset stuff, um, you know, just on text. So, you know, if you want somebody else to be to participate with this, tell them to join. Just 678-679-5707, and then just type, type in join, and then you'll be in the group, the text group. All right, so let's get started this morning. You know, I have to say that, you know, we've been talking about, you know, psychological philosophical and mathematical and we've actually gone and we said that our business is psychological we went over the psychological part philosophical we went over the philosophical part and we hadn't gone over the mathematical part which I plan on doing today but I'm not I'm gonna move the mathematical part to probably Friday or next Monday because I'm have to be honest with you folks I'm into this book I'm into this book, and I have to appreciate Jackie for telling me this book. Even though the book club is Saturday, man, I'm making this book club today. <laughs> and probably will make it on Friday because I got a feeling that I'm going to do this book maybe twice. I got a feeling that I'm going to go over this book. I'm going to go through the book, and I got a feeling I'm going to come back. Now, I might not, but I just got a feeling. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I've done that with a particular book. And I'm glad Jackie mentioned the book, and she said that she was not going to mention it at one time because I don't know why she said that. So I'm like, well, I'm not producing like I should, so I don't think I should mention a book. That is insane. You should always mention a book, whether you do whatever. You could text me a book. I'm a book junkie. You know, that's how I actually ran across. I, I just posted on my page yesterday about Nipsey Hussle. In, in was it 2013? I read an article in Forbes magazine that talks about he was a he was a book junkie. I had never heard his music before, and I looked him up then and started listening to his music, uh, and you know, watching some videos of this young man at the time. And I really was more, even though I love his music, but I was more attracted to his videos on his mindset. You know, and I'm talking about he didn't mention it mindset, but the things that he talked about. I remember seeing an article where his girlfriend at the time, I can't think of her name. Y'all know her name. She's movie star or something like TV star or something like that. Said that he would go to bed with a headset on, you know, listening to books. And she had to get used to that. And I was like, wow, that's my guy there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and I, rest in peace, man. He's gone. And I, I really hate that he was taken from us at an early age because... You know, even though he was a hip-hop star, you know, he was a book junkie. And I love book junkies. I love book junkies. <laughs> like the fine book junkies. All right, so, but this morning we're going to get back to the book, man. I can't help it. Uh, and the book is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And what's, you know, I'm not going to, you know, sad. What's sad is the book has been around for a minute, and I hate that, you know, books have been around for a while, and I didn't get a hold of it. Now, when I say a while, I'm not talking about way, way back, but I'm talking about way back. I'm talking about, like, 1986 when this book actually came out. Now, they did they did an uh, updated edition in 2017, but I'm thinking in 1986, you know, somebody started reading that book, and somebody start, people started using it to have success in their life. 
or not applying it at all, and I didn't. I did not read it, and I, I'm just not reading it. This, that's the kind of stuff that frustrates me to know that stuff out here like that. You know, so with Tony, you can't get to all the books. Well, let me try. <laughs> At least let me try. Tell me about them so I can line them up. Now, that doesn't mean go buy all the books and stack them up. I know some of y'all do that. Y'all just go buy books, stack them up, and never get to them. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I think I'm saying, I'm saying you need to just really, really, um, you know, it's frustrating me when I mention books because a lot of times people just don't get it. So let me leave that alone for a minute. We'll talk about that kind of on the book club. But what I want to do this morning is I really want to replay that clip, that the last clip we played right before the call of Jim Rohn, Seasons of Harvest. And I really want you all to listen to it because in those three minutes, he said a lot of things. And if you can, take notes of this, and then we'll be right back and start the call. But i got to play this again because – he said a mouthful in that three minutes about business, about how to hold on to your money, what they need to do with it, your money. I mean, he said a mouthful. So I, let me play this again, and then we'll be right back, and we'll start the call. The season of harvest. In due time. In due time, and for those who have obeyed this extraordinary law that says life was not designed to give you what you need. Life was designed to give you what you life deserve. Life was designed to give you what you deserve. If you didn't plant in the spring, then no harvest comes your way. No harvest. If you planted little, then you're not going to receive a lot. No harvest. And here's the key now for the harvest. Number one, whatever it is, offer no complaint and no apology. No apology, no complaint. fantastic harvest, you offer no apology. If it's not much, you offer no complaint. That's the highest of maturity. No, no apology, apology, no complaint. But here, here's what you can do no matter what it is. Go back to work in the spring. Another opportunity will come your way. Spring always follows winter. If the harvest wasn't good and the winter was tough, promise is another opportunity will come your way. Now here's one more point now on the harvest. Here it is. Do wise things with your harvest. Build your financial security for you and your family on the rock and not on the sand. Life was designed to give you what you Life deserve. Life was designed to give you what you deserve. If you didn't plant in the spring, then no harvest comes your way. No harvest. No harvest. If you planted little, then you're not going to receive a lot. No harvest. No harvest. If the harvest wasn't good and the winter was tough. The promise is another opportunity will come your way. Here it is. Do wise things with your harvest. so many things now you can do about gathering resources and wisely investing them so that you and your family are secure. Do wise things with your harvest. Here's one thing to strive to become early in your life and career. Financially independent so that nobody or nothing has a claim on your assets. Accomplish that as quickly as you can. Life was designed to give you what you deserve. Life was designed to give you what you deserve. Wow. <clears throat> Life was designed to give you what they deserve, not what you think you should you deserve, not what you think, you know, somebody should give you or the government should give you or somebody should hand down to you because you've been doing this for a while, not because you're a nice person, not because you're a Christian, not because you go to church every Sunday, not because, uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, you give a lot to people. Uh-uh. Life is designed to give you what you deserve. And when when you get what you deserve by doing the things that you're supposed to do, and when you do those things long enough, then you will deserve, and then you will get. 
and that's what it's about. And when you get a harvest, as he says, do something wise with it. Don't just blow it. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize what a harvest is. They think a harvest is a million dollars. They think a harvest is $100,000. They think a harvest is $10,000. Look, a harvest is anything over the money that you spent, like the profit that you make as a harvest. So if you're in business and you make an extra $100 or $200 in your business, whenever you make that, that's not the time, especially in your first three or four years, to go buy some new Nikes. It's not the time to go flex. That harvest, he said, do wisely with it. That harvest is you put back into your business. I don't care what it is. If it's $100, buy some more product. If it's $100, I don't know, take two people on your team to dinner. If it's $100, um, invest in some books. It is not for you to go uh, pay your electric bill right time at that time. I know you say, well, well they're going to cut my power off if I don't do that. <laughs> Now, if that's the case, then you got to go do it. You got to go do it. But a lot of you all, most of you all have jobs. So if you didn't have this money coming in, what would you do? Now, if you're telling me that you you are at a point where you got a job, you have a job, and and every little penny that comes in in your new business that starts, which is above profit, you know, that's one of the challenges that people have in a traditional business. And uh, I was talking to my guy Bobby about that the other day. Is that we think the folks in traditional business think cash register the money uh, is their money. No, cash register the money goes back into the business. It pays the power bill. It pays the the employees. It pays the insurance. Now, if the cash register money is over, over, I mean, it means it's a profit. Means that everything else is taken care of. Then you can do something with it. But you still shouldn't do anything with that but put it back into your business and build it back up because that's, that's where your focus is. You know, I always used to say that. I'd rather, I'm not, you know, I'm not telling people not to have um, any other kind of investments because I have a few little small investments, you know, different things, but not a lot. But I'd rather invest back into the business that I'm working. I believe more in me than I believe in, you know, Mr. Wall Street or Mr., Whoever's going to be investing my money, I, I would rather put it back to where I am, to what you know what I'm doing with the money, uh, to put it back out there uh, to build. So, you know, when he says, you know, do wisely with your harvest, don't think that a harvest is ten thousand dollars or a million dollars or a thousand dollars. A harvest is fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever you get above that. But I would say if you strapped to that point. Where every little penny comes in that's a profit, you got to go pay a bill with it, and you got to go do something with it. Man, you really need to get to work. You really need to get to work to where that that's not, you know, where you're not using that for that. That's the that's the benefit of having a job. That's the benefit of me always talking to people about keeping their job and paying their bills with that, and then using this for other things. Um, you know, instead of being full time, you know, I've seen people try to do that. And they struggle. So, and I've been blessed to be full time for twenty five years doing, you know, my my own business. And I, you know, you know, I, that comes from me putting the work in, and you know, grinding on it every day and every night. You know, what I'm saying, and also being blessed. You know, because I, I, you know, I definitely believe in God and a higher power, and I know that. You know, you give to those who give to themselves, who are out here doing something. I'm not sitting back every day saying, Lord, give me this. I'm out here every day grinding and showing him that this is what I'm doing. So I'm sure I get some blessings from that. But this, all this about sitting back and, you know, I'm just, you know, waiting on the Lord, you know, waiting on, ooh, that sickens me. It really does. <laughs> it really it really does. Y'all can hear me talk about that too. So these so-called Christians who misreading the scripture and listening to their pastor say some crazy stuff that they don't have to do certain things, and they'll put it on you in a minute. All right, Tony, stop, 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 Tony. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Let me let me get to the book here. <laughs> I promise you, I'm gonna stop. I won't come back to it unless preacher man send me a crazy text. And there he come. There he come. All right, well, that's a good one, preacher, man. That's a good one. He said, the blessings come from the work, folks. That's a good one. <laughs> the, 
There you go, preacher man. The blessings comes from the work. All right, so look. In the book, it says, he says in the book, I begin this first part of my search for studying something called human behavior. That's something you can get a you you can get a degree in without ever really figuring it out. It is also something that older people seem to know more than younger people. Hmm. I need to talk to some of y'all older people in the organization. You know, since I'm pretty young, I need to talk to some of y'all older guys so and older ladies. So no matter how many educational degrees my professors could profess, I suspected that some of the silver-haired older people I knew had figured out what human behavior was all about long before we were taught courses on the subject. Hmm. Don't have silver hair. So I next studied something called motivational marketing, he says. That teaches us what makes people do what they do even when they don't want to do it. Now, that's what I talk about all the time. The motivational marketing, I talk about that, and you, and, and you don't get it because you don't realize that you're being motivational marketed to. <laughs> you don't realize that when you walk through department stores that certain music is played for a reason. You think that somebody in there just put a tape in and said, oh, let's play this music. Uh-uh. They've already studied the mind. They studied the brain. They studied, they spent money on what kind of music needs to be played in department stores. Not only that, what kind of music needs to be played in different sections in department stores. If you ever walk into Macy's and you, like, you know, like the one in Atlanta, if you go to the one in Atlanta at Lenox, which is a pretty big Macy's store, I can promise you if you walk through the ladies' section, you're going to hear some music. You can go to the little girls' department, you're going to hear some music. You can go to a men's department, you're going to hear, and all of it is going to be different. And some people think, oh, they just got different music in here for that. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Everything is in there for a reason. Everything is played in there for a reason. Every department has different music for a reason. It's called motivational marketing. Now, we don't realize that. See, but then, but then when we talk to you about being in business and how to market to people, how to do the edification, how to, you know, how to transfer the phone call to other folks, how to do these certain things, well, I just don't believe in that. I just don't think it's – so you love to be marketed too, but you won't participate in capitalism and become a marketer. And it's sad that we have to go through all this with you to get you to understand. But see, when you do motivational marketing, you've been marketed to for so long, you don't even think you're being marketed to. You think when you walk in Publix or Kroger or whatever large grocery store in your city, you think that that music is in there because the manager just walked in and turned it on and just, hey, let me find a station. Let me find some kind of music. Uh-uh. Matter of fact, they can't even choose what they, 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 they are sent what to play. They are sent, hey, hit this button here, these particular, these, this sound he's going to play. Don't come in there like you're a DJ and change it up. Mm-mm. Because they have studied the brain for all the Kroger stores, for all the public stores, for all the large chain restaurants, for all the Walmarts. They know what they're doing is motivational marketing, folks. You, you walking through there like, oh, I love that song. Yeah, they know you love that song. They know it puts smiles on your face, too, and they know why you stay in there longer. They even have songs that train people to stay in aisles longer. Oh, they can't do that. Yes, they can, because if they're studying your brain, they're studying your mind, studying your thoughts, they know what does that. That's why the same, that's why when you see people spend money on commercials, those are, those are targeted commercials. They study this stuff, folks. They just, uh, you know, I think I'll just do Whoop Daddy Is on that song. What was this song, they, the commercial they got out there, you know, the Whoop Daddy Is, but Scoop Daddy Is now. They think that, oh, they just chose tag team to do Scoop Daddy Is, that they dance. No. They know who they're touching with that. They know who who remembers that song. They know what community. They know what age. They know what who they're marketing. That ain't just... You know, somebody sitting in there, remember tag team? Who, who, daddy, you, yeah, let's play that. 
No, 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 no. That ain't how it works, folks. It's planned marketing, motivational marketing. <laughs> so he says, when I completed my coursework, it was my final opinion that you can never really get anyone to do anything that they don't want to do unless you use force. Now, watch what force is. I decided that in most of the world, force is called advertising. Advertising. Because they force it down you. You see it everywhere you turn. You see it on billboards. You see it in on television. You see it on Facebook. You see it on Instagram. You see it. That's, so you can't get people to do anything unless you force them. How do you force them? Advertising. He says, in time I found myself walking in the hallways of academic psychology. It is a good field and it deserves our attention and respect. A lot of people have lived richer lives because someone who cared took time to listen. Someone who cared took time to listen. You know how people say, well, advertising doesn't affect me. Stop saying that. Stop stop saying that, especially in 2021. That's the same people who say, you know, is is uh, that's a pyramid. Stop saying that in 2021. There's certain things. I need to do a list. I do need to do a call called stop saying that. Just stop. <laughs> I'm going to do a list of the top 20 things. Stop saying that, please. Stop. When you say advertising doesn't affect you, there's no way possible that people would be spending these multi, huge organizations spending millions of dollars, and, they, and, they, and you say it don't affect you. You, it, you, you sound a little crazy there, folks. So he says here, as I continue to study the inner workings of the human mind, I decided to look further into the brain itself. And it was there that I, in time I found many answers. And one simple, undeniable solution that would shed life, changing new light on why we as humans fail to live up so much of our incredible potential and what we can finally do to change that. And what we can finally do to change that. Now, more things that I have highlighted in the book. He says, I saw that even in the best-selling success solutions, were able to create lasting changes in only a handful of tens of thousands of people who tried it. Okay? The best-selling success solutions, you know, that's out here. They would work for a time, and then the average individual would revert back to his old ways. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I said, because uh, this person said they were making 10, 15, 20 calls a day. And I said, you know, ooh, that's going to be rough, but let's see you continue to do that. Yeah, I'm going to continue. So then I asked the person yesterday, I said, be honest with me, did you? are you still doing that? And they said, no. And I said, I thought you said you was going to be doing this. <laughs> she said, yeah, I know. Uh, but at least, you know, the person said they did five a day. So, So now... At least that's why I always say to you all, when you come out with those numbers like you're going to contact for your business 10, 15, 20 people a day and all that, it just, it, it, it won't stick to be, action, to, be, to be truthful. It won't stick because that's a high, such a high number and you're not built to deal with that. Unless, you know, you have a bigger why and you maybe, you know, something is really detrimental in your life that you have to get it done and most people are not in that position you know like you know hypothetical situation somebody kidnapped your daughter you love your daughter so some people if you don't love your daughter you don't care but if you love your daughter and they tell you that you have to make 20 calls a day then it won't even be a problem because you would have to, let's say they had somebody over your house, you would have to make those 20 calls every single day before you got your daughter back. Now, that's hypothetical. That ain't going to happen. But I can promise you that that same person who says they can't make 20 calls a day will make 20 calls a day. Because it's not, it's not that uh, you really don't need it at the time because, you know, your bills are paid kind of, you know, or you figured out how to stretch out the cable bill, how to stretch out the the car note and all that kind of stuff. So you can not make those calls and don't feel really bad about yourself. 
But, you know, if you're in a situation like Les Brown talked about when he was selling those televisions, how, you know, the other people would go home at 5 o'clock and he would still be out there at 7, 8 o'clock at night knocking on doors asking, you know, did you like to buy a television? Because he needed to eat. See, that's a different story. He literally needed to eat. That's a different story. Now, if if any of those other people that went home at 5 o'clock literally need to eat, they would have been there with him too, up to 8. But see, you don't, most people don't literally need, and that's the challenge between having a job and not having a job because I still would say that it's better that you do have a job, but what it does is it gives you, it makes you comfortable. Now, when you don't have a job and you've got to eat off what you do like what I do, then you got to be in beast mode all the time. But then I also know that people, even if you get in that situation, will not be in beast mode. And I would rather you not, you know, be homeless or on the streets or sleeping in your car because I know that some of y'all are not going to do what's suggested, so keep the job. That's what I'm saying. But another thing, remember now, the job also makes us comfortable because we got our bills paid. I can't ever be comfortable. Now, I'm not complaining about it because I enjoy my freedom that I've had for the last 25 years. But what it does is it keeps me constantly, consistently uh, studying and trying to, you know, stay positive, try to deal with life the way I, you know, on a positive manner because I know I have to talk to you all. I know I have to just deal with life in general. And this book talks about that too as we get hit our thoughts and the words that we say. And I know for a fact that, you know, if I don't do, you know, somebody ain't going to send me just a check. You know what I'm saying? I know I got to do every day. Um, and, again, not complaining about it because I love the freedom that I have. I know most people are not going to do it almost regardless. But the reason most of us don't continue doing the stuff that we need to do on a regular basis is because, you know, it's not a life or death situation. It's not detrimental to us. But we have to understand how to make that in some form or fashion you know, detrimental. It has to be some form, you know, it has to be, like I said, you have to be highly frustrated with your life, totally disappointed for the change to happen. And a lot of, again, a lot of us work around that because, you know, we can, you know, bury ourselves into TV shows and just forget about our life and wake up in the morning and start over and do it again. But, you know, what happens with that? So, so he says, I saw the best solutions even didn't create lasting change. They would work for a time, and then the average individual would revert back to his old ways. After the first excitement of the brand-new self-belief wore out, you know, the first excitement of the new part of the business or the new people and all that wore off, the dream soon gave away to realities of everyday living. He says, have you attended a function or a meeting in which someone gave a rousing motivational talk? That's why, you know, rousing motivational talk. And have you ever read a book that caught your attention as being life-changing, got excited and motivated to put the ideas into practice, but only to have the book wind up forgotten on a dusty bookshelf next to other great ideas? Like That's why I say when you see uh, ads from people who are doing events, now, you know, you, you still they do them online now or they do them, you know, used to do them in person before COVID. They're going to go back to it. And, and they say on there that when you leave this event, your life will be changed forever. That's not true. And I know we, we go put our money together for that. No. Information will help you, but the only way your life is going to be changed forever is if you consistently do everything that needs to be done every day. Like, you need to keep reading. You need to read new books. You need to keep – because, see, what most people do, read a book and think their life is going to be changed. Go to a event and think their life is going to be changed. Get on a Zoom from somebody and think their life is going to be changed. No. I don't care who said it. Unless you practice the stuff every single day, your life is not going to be changed. It's like going to church on Sunday saying my life has changed. No. If your life changed, then what you do the rest of the week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? What are you watching? Who are you around? What are you doing that's programming your mind besides church on Sunday? Well, I go to Bible study on Tuesday night. Okay, after that, what you doing? What are you feeding your mind? Who are you talking to? What are you listening to? So your life cannot be changed like that unless you change it. And you need to make all this stuff a part of your life. Getting off this conference call or getting on this call every morning is not going to change your life. 
See, that's the challenge that we have. That's why people, I see people who, you know, used to be on calls like this. I see them out somewhere. Yeah, I used to be on your calls, and, you know, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, because you need to do more than this call. (laughs) You need to do more. You can't take 30, 40 minutes of this call and then think you're like, I'm going to go out here, and then the rest of the day, you doing some foolishness, or the rest of the day you thinking about all other stuff, or the rest of the day you hanging around people that are not on this call and they're not talking this stuff and not. How in the world do you think you're gonna change yourself by doing that? How you? That's like I'm gonna go to the gym for thirty minutes every day, but then I'm gonna come home and eat junk food, which that's what most people do, because they feel like I, I worked out, so now I can go eat some junk food. No, that's what you do here. You get on this call for 30, 40 minutes, maybe read a book every now and then, and then you go get some junk food from your friends, from your relatives, from everybody you hang out with. They talking junk food. They ain't talking this stuff here. They talking junk food, and you putting that in your system. And then you think, well, see, Tony calls don't work. No, of course they don't. Not if you just do this. Not if you're going to change your life in the world that we live in. You cannot do, you can't, you know, you cannot do that. That's like a a drug addict. Okay, I'm going to go to um, Narcotics Anonymous meeting or an alcoholic. I'm going to go to AA meeting. Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm going to go to AA meeting. I'm going to go to NA meeting, Narcotics Anonymous. I'm going to sit in there for an hour with those people. And I'm going to talk about my changes that I have in my life. And then I'm going to leave there and go to the bar. Or I'm going to leave there and go to my aunt's house and my uncle's house who's sitting there drinking some cognac. Why would you, why would you do that? You can't do that. But that's what you do. You get off this call, you read the book, and then you go hang around oh, your auntie who talking about um, some mess that's on, on social media, or some mess that's in the, on TV, or some mess that, or complaining about this and that, and you hanging around that, and you doing more of that each day, or you turn on the television doing more. Of course, it's going to erase this out, folks. You can't just jump on this stuff here. That's why you don't have the success because you, you, it takes more than that, folks. It takes way more than that. You say somebody asked me, so don't you don't believe that ability building from event to event changes a person's life? Not if they don't do anything in between that. What you call building from event to event? You mean if we do event on Monday and then we do one on next Monday, or Zoom on Monday, do one on next Monday? Not if they're not doing anything in between that. That's going no. If you're doing more damage in between that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you, you're supposed to be promoted from event to event. No. And that's the problem that we have with people, is that we don't understand that you have to make whatever you're doing a part of your life. I don't care what kind of business it is. I don't care if it's a hair salon. I don't care if it's a whatever it needs to be a part of your life if you're going to win because whatever you spend the most time doing is where you're going to win. If you spend a lot of time programming your mind for success, you're going to win in that in that area. You spend a lot of time doing what you're doing, making phone calls in your business, you're going to win in that area. So it takes a lot to win in life. It's not where you can just dip in and dip out. You know, that's what we do. You know, y'all use this call kind of as a uh, – it, 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 it uh, takes the guilt away from what you're doing. So you feel good when you jump on this call, even though you know last night you didn't do jack. You know last night you were feeding your mind some more garbage. But you jump on the call and you're like, whew, got that out the way. No, that, and then 12 months from now, a year from now, you're mad because your business not growing. And, you, and then here you go. I was on them calls every morning. <laughs> I read that book. And that stuff don't work. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Being on a call, that's like saying, I went to Bible study every Tuesday night, like I told my pastor. I'm like, these folks, he asked me, he asked me, Tony, why when I give you assignments, you get those jobs done and these other folks don't? 
I said, because I'm feeding my mind all the time. All the time I'm feeding my mind. When they leave this Bible study, Pastor, they going home to watch, uh, 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 you know, Scandal. They going home to watch the news. They going home to watch all other crap. They going home to talk to their auntie on the phone who going to complain about everything else. They going home to deprogram all the stuff you just programmed here. <laughs> That's why. God ain't going to just do that. You know, fix that. Well, I went to Bible study. Now God going to block all other stuff from me. No. You're a free moral agent. You, you're the one sitting there doing that stuff. You're the one feeding your mind that crap. You're the one doing all that stuff and not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Boy, I said a lot on this call this morning. Man, if y'all don't go back and listen to the replay, that means you just you don't want to hear. You know how, how they say, people say, well, I can't read the Bible because I don't understand it. No, that ain't the case. You can't read the Bible because you do understand it, and you don't want to hear what it says. <laughs> so that's it. ain't that you can't understand. You say, I can't go back and listen to that call because I, I don't really know. No, you don't want to hear this. That's what, it, that's what it is. You do not want to hear this because now it takes away all the blame that you have on everything else because you blame me all the time. See, Tony had me on no calls, and I do. It ain't nothing really happening. He's just talking. You finding somebody to blame, ain't you? You know, well, if this happening, you got to find somebody to blame. No, you have to change your lifestyle, folks. You have to make what you're doing a part of your life. And it needs to be more of that than anything else. Because whatever you spend the most time doing, that's what you become. You know, that's what you become. All right, so you say, meaning I become a professional inviter, but I'm not necessarily at every event on every call. So you don't believe that building a team from event to event changes a person's life. You can be a professional inviter all you want. You can do that all day long. But here's the problem with that. We don't continue being professional inviters. You know why? Because of our mindset. It's like the person I just talked about who said they were doing 10, 15 calls. Or the person that says, you know, I'm reading. You read one or two books, and then you stop because you had life and change. See, his mindset is your thoughts of how how long am I going to fight to win? What am I going to sacrifice to win? How, how long am I, you know, how long am I? Because the problem, the challenge is we have other things that we could do. Like if we stop doing this, 99% of y'all on this call will still live the life the way you live it because you got your bills, you got your job, and you're paying your bills. So it's not like something you're losing. If you get mad at me right now today and never get back on this, you're still going to be in the same situation you're in where your bills going to be. So it's not, you know, if a person was a professional inviter to everything that we did and you did that, like I think I told the young lady that last night. I said, if you... If you do what you said you're doing, and let's just say five calls a day instead of 15. If you did five calls, five contacts, inbox five people every single day, I said six months. Then I broke it back down to 90 days. I said if you did that for 90 days, it's no way possible you won't have a team of people. It's no way possible. But if you don't make it a part of your life, you're not going to do it. See, when it became a part of my life 20-some years ago, it's always a thought process. I'm always thinking about who can I inbox. I'm always thinking about who can I call. I'm always, you know, I stress myself a lot about that, too, and I realize I need to have some kind of getaway. You know what I'm saying? I don't drink and don't smoke and all that kind of stuff, but I need to have some kind of getaway, which I don't really have. So, but, you know, because uh, the wire is not on anymore unless I go back and just watch the wire over and over. <laughs> that was my getaway. <laughs> and it was a show that I swore I wouldn't go ever watch until I was in a hotel room, stumbled across it on television, and saw how real it was, and that was it for me. And I can't comp- I compare that to anything else out here, and it's just, it just doesn't compare. So it's hard for me to find stuff. that you know, it's a few more things, but I don't have anything to get away to. So... But what I'm saying is you have to be you have to make whatever you do a part of you. 
you watch something, you got to be thinking of how can I use this in my business? Why is this person acting that way? What's the thought process behind that? You got to, and some of y'all, I got to get away from all that. I got to get. <laughs> that's because a lot of folks. <sighs> all right, that's it for the day, folks. That's all she wrote. Pen and the pencil broke. <sighs> I'm going to stop that today, and uh, we'll pick up again on Friday. I'm going to pick up again on Friday. All right, so. Here we are. Here's the numbers. <laughs> I'm not doing that, man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to tell y'all what preacher man said this time. I'm going to leave that one alone. All right, here's the numbers. All right, so we got Kimona with $10, Faith with 10 Dr. Nicole with 5 Kim with 5 Ross with 10 Patricia with five. Patricia with five. All right, here's the movie, folks. And I, you know, I kind of just said, I ain't listening to Faith no more. I'm going to go and find some classics out here. And I'm just, because y'all ain't going to get those new movies like that. So, <laughs> trying to give you a chance to win. Here you go. Here's a classic one. I love this movie here, too. I love the acting in the movie. This dude is this dude. This is a bad dude here, man. So, all right, let me know who this is. Here we go. Like it says in Galatians three, have you suffered so many things in vain? Yeah, I learned from the get go on the joint to get in touch with the soft, nurturing side of myself, the feminine side. Well, I'm. Open to some sort of discussion on compensation. Mm -hmm. Well, what shall be my compensation, sir, for being held down, sodomized by four white guys? Oh, four black guys? <laughs> Dang, okay. LaVonda has the answer already. So if y'all text me after LaVonda and say you got, I just told you she has the answer. I'm going to let this play out, though. Shall my compensation be the same? What is the formula for compensation, sir? Well, how about $10,000 in cash? Do I? Well, let's just break that down. No, no, wait. Well, no, let's wait, just wait, break wait, it down. You see, that figure just yeah. came to the top well, of the Let's head. just say for argument's sake, let's say 20000 Let's say 30000 i tell you what, let's say 50000 50,000 to 14 years. 14 years times 365 days is about... I told you, Renee. I said about 5,000 days. Now, you divide that by 50,000, and that's, uh, that's like $10 a day. That's <laughs> not even minimum wage. This ain't nothing about the family that I lost, the respect that I lost. I don't think you really, really understand what we're talking about here. 14 years. Whoops. Oh, oh. Got to get. I'm late for another appointment. <laughs> Surprise, preacher man ain't get that one. Robert De Niro in the movie Cape Fear. Man, that was a classic. I mean, he really played that role. I mean, but Robert De Niro plays every role. I had to put him right there with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Denzel Washington. Those are the, those are the top three. Those are the rock the uh, Mount Rushmore of uh, the movie stars, at least in our time and day and time. I'm sure before you can go back and, um, and you know, you can go back and do Sidney Poitier and all. I'm just saying in our lifetime, I would say Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Denzel. Those are the three that's on the Mount Rushmore movies. But LaVonda got that one, so uh, that puts her now, let's see, so now LaVonda has uh, five, because she wasn't in the category at all. <laughs> Patricia has five. Royce has ten. Kim has five. Dr. Nicole has five. Faith has ten. And Kimona has ten. So that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. <laughs> we are there. What did I miss? Oh, hold on a second. Let me look at something. Let me see. Somebody's supposed to. Uh... Did you send me that, ma'am? I don't think you did. Oh, 
God. I had a particular song I wanted to play for you guys, and I, I put it in somebody's uh, inbox, and it's not here. Let's see. Nope. All right, well, I'll just have to do it on Friday, folks. Um, but, uh, hmm. Let me see. Wait a minute. Let me make sure. Let me make sure, 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 let me make sure. Uh, what was last, let's see here. It was two things that was in that box. One from last week and one from last night, yesterday. So I'm looking for y'all. Hold on for a second. Let me make sure I see this. I don't see this here. Uh, let's see here. Because I can miss it in my email. I got so many emails coming through, and I don't, I don't check. You know, they all get kind of mixed up here. Make it happen. We out of here. Y'all have a fantastic day. Don't be afraid to look up, look up in the sky. In the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky.